So how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not bad. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, excited that we're sort of getting to um, things are starting to sort of open up again, and um, live things are looking like they're on the horizon. So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So the second album is about to come out, isn't it? In um, a couple of weeks' time. Not not the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously very exciting, isn't it? The, the sort of the period just before the album's about to come out officially is always is always an interesting period, isn't it? You've done and done and dusted the album, uh, and it's yeah. just a kind of a waiting game, isn't it? And doing press and all the other things that you have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I mean, this is. I've been sort of holding on to this album for a while now because it was kind of. Uh, hope, hopefully, it was going to come out before the pandemic thing yeah. didn't so it's um, really exciting to yeah. the idea of the song's actually coming out into the world I mean it's actually it's been four years since my first album yeah. came out which I can't believe it is but um, this album's been kind of ready to go for the past year so yeah. the plan was to put it out last spring so it's just a year late but yeah. it's, it's, it's fine and it's given me you know, trying to like get to know the songs better in a way, um, understand them myself. And I've been writing a lot, so okay. Uh, I've basically, got another album ready to go now. Yeah. What, what, why did you decide or that it would be better to wait? The whole you know live thing. At least, at least now, it is looking like it will be likely to, to book some shows in the near future and things. And I, if I'd have put it out at the beginning, then you know, I I I wouldn't have been able to do any live shows for the album. Yeah. And um, so I think that's a big part of it. And yeah, it's just it is a personal decision, as as you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's a difficult I couldn't, decision. I don't think. It, it, yeah, but it really. I mean, it's all been such a difficult time for us. Yeah. And no one's really known what the right thing to do is. So. Mm. Have you have you managed to do any live shows at all since last March or April, whenever the no the last the last show I played was January January of last year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was a really good show. It was it was um, in London at the Lexington, and it was the first time I got to play these live uh, these songs live. Yeah. Uh, I played quite a lot of these songs that are on the record, and it was so fun. It was kind of the first time I played with the guys. So this this album, Not the Girl, is um yeah. is your second album as you said. Your first album was on the Bella Union label. This one's on another label called Another Sky, I think. Modern or, Sky. M- Modern Sky. Yeah. Uh, how did you hook up with them? It came actually came to Bill Ryder Jones who uh played on the record. It's a, Modern Sky is based in Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, so who who produced the album? Is it your production? Yeah, it's my production along with uh, Matt King, King Honnold, who's in a band called Hollow Hand, which is Brighton based as well. Um, and we 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 produced it together, and it has Bill played guitar on it, and we did some recording at his studio in in Liverpool as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It Great. kind of was recorded over over quite a few studios because I had an art council grant, which was really cool because it meant that I could really kind of take control of 
of the album and, and figure out who I wanted to um, have on the record, who I wanted to mix, and it was all very much yeah. in my control, which is really cool this time. And, and the album title itself, which is based on the track, isn't it, Not The Girl? Yeah. Um, can you talk about that? Why why um, you decided to call the album Not The Girl? And, and uh, it, Yeah, I mean, it has a few meanings, really. And the, the, it's sort of about leaving leaving childhood behind and, you know, becoming a woman. And I think that this, it was a bit of a coming-of-age kind of album in, in my head because mm. I was very, very young when I wrote the first album and uh, this one I was kind of in my early 20s and, um, yeah, I, I suppose that's, that's where that came, came from and it's also kind of about being not the girl that everyone is, is expecting me to be. It does sound like a, a big um, step forward, this album, doesn't it? I mean, you do say in, in, in your notes, but it's also very apparent when you listen to it that it's a much more expansive kind of record. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And also it feels like, whereas the first record was very much based on um, who you were at the time, <laughs> uh, yeah. with, uh, there was a very uh, distinctive influence there, wasn't there, with... Um, 50s, 60s, sort of Americana rock and roll. Uh, I don't know yeah. how would you. I don't know how would you describe the first album. <laughs> well, I mean things. I've, I've mainly influenced by things that I grew up listening to. My my mum's old blues and folk um, yeah. records. Yeah. And this, you know, I think this album still has all of those elements because that's kind of who I am and how I was raised. But uh, I had a I think after the first album, I got to tour quite extensively and um, just was exposed to a lot of music that I had never been exposed to. And, and I got the opportunity to play with um, the Northern Symphony, with Mercury Rev, and all of these things that were, were new to me. And, and I managed to kind of hear my voice in a different context. So Bill Ryder-Jones is obviously a big big part of the album, uh, and, and I really like like his music uh, you know yeah. the choral but also his his solo work I actually did an yeah. interview with him two or three years ago and uh, in oh, person in Brighton which was which was really lovely he's a lovely yeah. lovely chap lovely isn't he guy. yeah yeah and you obviously like his kind of um kind of hazy kind of laid-back kind of sound in a way kind of dreamy I suppose um yeah sort of compliments yeah. compliments you quite well doesn't it I actually worked with him for the first time when I was about 18. I did some sort of session with him um, before my first album, and I knew that we had this kind of... I, I knew that something was cool there, so I wanted to, to mm. visit him again. And um, he introduced me to um, Mazzy Star, I think, when I was about 18. So right. I think he had he was, he was quite a big influence in lots of ways. Are you able to sort of talk about the sort of inspirations behind this this album? Uh, the strings and all of that kind of thing came from uh, Nancy and Lee. I've been from their album, but it's one of my favourites. And uh, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Yep. Um, I love that record, and I discovered that kind of probably shortly after my first album came out, and uh, Scott Walker as well. Yeah. Um, and, but also, you know, uh, well, John Lennon, Shangri-La, um, lots of that kind of 
You definitely like to reach back into the past, don't you? Is, is that the influence? Very much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you ever listen to any modern music? <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I mean, do. you have mentioned um, Gillian Welsh and Nick Cave and people like that, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, I love Sharon Van Etten, um, Angel Olsen, uh, Lana Del Rey. I mean, they're just like the kind of women that are around now that inspire me and things. And yeah. So is is it the hope that you'll be able to do shows with a with a band? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think that's you know it's quite different to the first album. This one, where I feel like it it should be these songs are kind of meant to be played with a band. So yeah. Um, and but I thought about that a lot when I was recording it. But uh, but I guess also they could be played, you know, because you do write them on an acoustic or, or keyboard. Yeah. That you could also do them as as just basically strip back. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. It, it's if, not as much fun. <laughs> no, yeah. So you came to Brighton when you were eighteen, didn't you? Um, yeah. And uh, was that just to follow the music, or is that how you, um, why you ended up being Brighton? Well, not really. I I'd actually when I was. 17, I started working in London in the music industry. Uh, I got published and I had a manager and things, and it was not really for me that side of the music industry. It was very much kind of more mainstream and, and co-writing. I just, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't really for me, but it was a good experience. Um, and I worked there, and my sister was living in Brighton at the time, so I, I would spend a lot of time there as well. And I just kind of fell in love with Brighton. And I, one summer I came and stayed with her and I just didn't go back. I got a job at um, the Salvage Cafe, yeah. uh, which is, which is where I met Sam and got involved with Belly. And, yeah. Right. And it, it was here that you really started to do more sort of live performance, doing open, open mics and, and things like that. Yeah, there was one... An open mic at the Bee's Mouth that I used to go mm, to yeah. most weeks. <laughs> and that was quite a good way to just yeah. start sharing songs, I guess. Sure. Without um, lots of pressure, you know, it was just yeah. it was quite a nice way to meet people. 